Good morning. Welcome to the Church of the Palms. My name is Lou Stern, and I serve as an elder in our congregation. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we prepare for worship, let us bow our heads in prayer. Loving God, you gather us from all the corners of life to find here the heart of life. In your mercy, welcome our individual spirits into your one spirit. Draw us into the one true family, the family of God. Fill us with your grace that we may learn to live all others, love all others, and become the open arms of Christ. Amen. Now, as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit and our ears listen to his word, and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of God. You know, he plants his feet on every step, and he rides on every storm. Oh, yeah. Well, he fixed my feet for running boys, and my eyes he opened wide. He, he fixed my voice so I can say, thank God I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied, satisfied with Jesus. I'm satisfied, satisfied with Jesus. Said you would be my comfort. Said it would be my guide. Well, well, I looked at my hands and they looked new. I looked at my feet and they did too. Ever since that wonderful day, my soul's been satisfied. Said he would be my comfort, said he would be my guide. Well, well, I looked at my hands and they looked new. 
I looked at my feet and they did too. Ever since that wonderful day, my soul is satisfied. Satisfied with Jesus. Satisfied with Jesus. Said he would be my comfort. Said he would be my guide. Well, I looked at my hands and they looked new. I looked at my feet and they did too. Ever since that wonderful day, my soul's been satisfied. My soul's been satisfied.
Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Palms. It's great to have you here this morning. If you have noticed perhaps already that things look and feel perhaps a little bit different, it's because it's supposed to be that way. Uh, today is kickoff Sunday, and today we're taking the chance to bring all of Church of the Palms together as the great family of faith to worship together and to uh, also make space for our, all the variety of things that we want to invite you to experience today as we think about the new year that's before us and how we can all be together in our effort to grow into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. So we hope that you will find this to be a great experience. You're gonna be singing music that you haven't sung before, perhaps, some of you, or you are gonna be experiencing different parts of worship that maybe you haven't experienced before, but all of that is to kind of show and to live into the great diversity we are as the body of Christ and how it is that God is so pleased when God's people are together, when we are worshiping in all different kinds of styles and when we are experiencing what does it mean to be this great, uh, this great body of Christ that is so different and yet the same in terms of our effort to follow Jesus Christ. So we hope that you will find that to be a positive experience. We're delighted to introduce to you Chris Edwards today. Chris is the uh, new uh, worship leader over at uh, the Garden. And Chris, would you stand up? Chris uh, is a music teacher in the area. Give him a round of applause, yes. Chris is a music teacher in the area and has had a lot of experience in worship leading and we're grateful, Chris, for your presence with us today. We're, you get a, a big start. You get the whole family of faith in front of you, so that's, that's wonderful. So to that end, I'd like to invite us to stand for the call to worship. Will you please stand? Have you not known, have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Even youths will faint and be weary and the young shall fall exhausted. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let us worship God.
Most gracious and loving God, we come to you as one grateful people. We give you thanks for building up on your love, and we thank you for the unity you have given us in Christ's grace. We praise you for all the different ways you lead us to use our various gifts to honor and praise you. Lead us into this new program year at Church of the Palms, we pray, so that in all we do and in all we are, we may love you and love our neighbors. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us now together affirm our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was received by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now, as God's most loved God, children, let us greet one another in Christ's name. Good morning again. It is great to be here. It's just so nice to see all different kinds of faces here, folks that are used to worshiping in the campus center and those who are used to worshiping here. It is uh, just a beautiful thing to be able to be together as the family of God. We uh, have a tradition here in the, uh, in the sanctuary where we pass the friendship pad, so we will continue to do that. So we invite you to pass it along and sign your name on the pad and perhaps note those folks who are sitting near you and. Likely there will be names you won't recognize and we hope that maybe that might be a prompt for you to continue a conversation after the service. And speaking of after the service, we have 
big things in store for you today. Um, we, will, uh, we are inviting you to spend uh, pretty much the whole morning, if you'd like, uh, here on the campus of Church of the Palms to learn about what is happening here and how you can be a part of the, our great life together as we move into the new year. Uh, in, uh, as you make your way out the door, you will receive a map and the map is to guide you uh, through this journey through ministry here at Church of the Palms. It's gonna be uh, outlined by our acronym PALMS uh, that uh, accentuates what it means to be a disciple, to praise God, to align our lives with Christ, to love one another in community, to minister with our gifts, and to share our story. And we're gonna invite you to go to each of those stations that will be on the map, and they'll be in different buildings, some in the courtyard, some in the chapel, and you'll end up in the campus center where you'll have a chance to learn about the various dimensions of our life here. And at each of those stations, you'll be given a card with one of the letters of Palms, P-A-L-M-S, and uh, your job, if you choose to accept it, <laughs> and I date myself when I say that, um, your job is to take, uh, get all five cards, P-A-L-M-S, as you make your journey to learn about the different facets of our church's life and to bring them to the uh, front of the campus center by the stage. And uh, when you turn those in, you will, you will be a entry, uh, entree into a raffle for a Bonefish Grill $100 gift certificate. <laughs> Yes. So, I mean, say no more. Not to mention pancake breakfast. I mean, this, we're, we're, we're just, we're going crazy today. So, so uh, please make, and then of course we got the bounce houses. Uh, any, no, no one above the age of 85 is allowed in the bounce houses. So, but we would love to have you come and experience that as well, your kids and families, because this is for the whole family of God. But make the point to uh, find the opportunities that you have uh, here at Church of the Palms. Most importantly, not just to do all that, but to think and to pray and to wonder, what's my next step? What's my next step in my journey? What's the next step for me to pursue my discipleship, to learn how I can be a part of the body of Christ? And that's really the goal here. So we hope that you'll avail yourself of those things, experience the fun and the joy, make sure you get a map on the way out. Uh, we are uh, looking forward to other neat things that are going on here in our life. We will be having our Wednesday night dinners, but we won't be having them every week this year. We're gonna be taking time to sort of accentuate uh, mission partners throughout the course of the year with our Wednesday night dinners. So we'll be probably having them maybe once a month or so, uh, as well as highlighting other special events here at Church of the Palms during, uh, during those Wednesday dinners. So be looking for that announcement uh, as, you, uh, as we proceed through the fall. Connect Magazine is being released today and you'll find that out here in the courtyard and in the campus center. So make sure you pick up a copy of that. Take note of the new Welcome Center that's available for you in the back of the sanctuary in the narthex that will be there every Sunday. You'll have a chance to go there. If you see a visitor or bring a visitor with you, you can invite them to the Welcome Center where they can learn more about life here at Church of the Palms. And many of you have asked, how can we be helping those who are suffering, especially when we think of the people who are suffering in Louisiana from those terrible floods, folks who are suffering from the earthquake, earthquakes in Italy and other 
uh, hotspots in the world. Uh, Presbyterian Disaster Assistance Fund. You go online, just type in Presbyterian Disaster Assistance, and that will take you to a website where you can give directly to Presbyterian, the Presbyterian Church's efforts toward relief in those areas. Many of you want to get right on top of that, and that's the best way for you to do that. We'll get more information to you in the bulletin in this uh, next week or so, but please, if you have a heart for that particular effort, we invite you to do so. So we are grateful to have our worship team from the garden leading us in worship. built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. My hope is built. My hope is built on nothing less. Than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior's love. Sunday, we bring this cross forward as a symbol of the greatest love we have ever known. Certainly in worship and in every day of our lives, Jesus asks us to give him the prayers of our hearts. 
So I asked this worshiping community, what are the prayers we would like to offer Christ on this day? Kids going back to school, teachers and tutors. The persecuted church. The hungry. People who are out of work. Refugees and immigrants. Homeless families. Broken relationships. The environment. Those who are suffering from mental illness, depression, and addiction. Those serving in our military. Those who are battling cancer and illness. For all those who have lost loved ones. Let us pray. Lord, you have heard some of what is on our hearts. You can see some of what we want to give you. Help us to let go of our burdens. Fill us with your love so that we might respond to those that we can help. Forgive us, Lord, when we don't love others the way you love us. Let us feel your presence, reminding us that we are never alone. As we strive to be your hands and feet in our world, we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now we have the opportunity to give back to God what he has given us so generously. The ushers will come forward to receive our morning tithes and offerings.
pray. Lord, we thank you so much for the magnificent gift in Jesus, our risen Lord. And we thank you that we have the opportunity to share some of these gifts that you have blessed us with for the furtherance of your church and your kingdom. Bless them, we pray. Use them for your glory. And we thank you for the opportunity to be together and sharing our love and our gifts. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. And we're going to invite the children to come down. It may take a moment or two for everybody to get down here uh, from the balcony as well. But uh, we, have a, we have Carol coming and a few more coming yet. Have a seat, guys. Wow, this is great. Have a seat, guys. So I have a question for you. Who would you say is the smartest person that you know? What do you think? God. Good answer. Anybody else? Who's really, really smart? Jesus. Jesus, okay. My teacher. Your teacher, anybody else? So some people would say their mom or their dad, or maybe you have somebody in your class that's really super smart and always has all the answers all the time. Do you have somebody in, that, in your class like that? Yeah, okay. Well, if you said God, then you're right, because God is super smart. But you know what? I want you to know something. Being really smart and all the stuff that we learn in school and having lots of knowledge is different than actually being wise. Actually, we can be really smart and learn a lot in school, but that does not mean that, that still doesn't mean that we're wise. You know, if we are wise, that means that um, we behave in a way that God wants us to behave, and we do good things with all of the things that we learn, right? So there's a lot of people that know a lot, of, a lot about Jesus, and there's some people that use Jesus's teaching in their everyday life, you know, like, loving your neighbor as yourself and the commandments and that kind of thing. And um, God says, you know what he says? Jesus says, those people, he's like a, a man that builds his house on a rock. Why, why a rock? Well, when the wind blows and the rain comes down and the storms come, their house is standing firm because it's built on a rock. And then there's some people that know a lot about Jesus and and they go to church every week, and, and, um, and they don't always behave the way Jesus wants them to behave throughout the week in their daily life. And you know what he says about that? He says those people can be, they're kind of foolish. They're like a guy who builds his house right on the sand. Well, sand's nice and soft, and it feels good, like the beach is pretty, but what happens when the storm comes? and the water rises, it falls flat, you know? So God wants us to live our lives, like to honor him and put everything that we learn in school and everything that we learn here at church into work in our daily lives and to honor him. He wants us to trust him and love him and hold on to his word. Will you pray with me? Dear God, help us to try every day to behave in a way that honors you. Help us to trust you and to build our lives on the rock that you are. 
Bless each child here with wisdom this week and always. Amen. <laughs> Come on. like to ask you to stand and join us as we sing a song called Indescribable. Sometimes it's really hard to put into words just how great of a God we serve. When we look up at the sun, the stars, and all these things that, that he's created, that he loves us enough to care for us and create us. We're going to start with the chorus, Indescribable is inside your um, bulletin. Indescribable, uncontainable, you place the stars in the sky and you know them by name. You are amazing God All-powerful, untamable Awestruck we fall to our knees As we humbly proclaim You are amazing God From the highest of heights From the highest of heights To the depths of the sea Revealing your majesty From the colors of fall To the fragrance of spring Every creature unique in the song that it sings All exclaiming Indescribable, uncontainable You place the stars in the sky And you know them by
Made my 
Thank you, Chris and Garden Worship Team. We're so grateful to have you lead all of us in worship and to our choir and to uh, all those who are a part of our music ministry here. We're just so delighted that we can share in these gifts together. And a special thanks to our garden community for uh, vacating their space for a Sunday and uh, coming here to uh, join in uh, collective worship. And we are just so grateful that we'll have, we have the chance to be together. And uh, we also are grateful for um, the ministry of Joe Davis, who has been the lead teacher in the garden over the course of the last four years or so. And uh, Joe has uh, been a partner with us in mission as he has been the leader of the nightlife ministry. Uh, here in Sarasota, ministering to youth. And uh, we have been grateful for our partnership with Nightlife and especially with Joe and Joe's presence with us uh, in the garden and his uh, teaching for us. Uh, Joe, uh, in uh, partnership with Church of the Palms, is on his way to start a new church. And uh, that's been exciting to see and develop, and many of you are already aware of that, but uh, Grace Life is a new congregation that will begin to worship officially at the first Sunday of October, and um, we have been uh, in concert with Joe in partnership with this and thinking about how that might work. We're providing some seed money for that new congregation. Those who have been uh, worshiping in the garden, some of them will be worshiping in Grace Life, some will be staying. The garden is not going away. In fact, Lori Haas is gonna be leading our garden ministry, and we're delighted about that as well. Uh, we are thrilled that uh, this will be a new chapter for the garden, and uh, we're thrilled that Lori has agreed to step up to the plate and uh, lead that effort. So uh, September 18th will be the Sunday that uh, Joe will be commissioned, along with those who will be going to this new church. And so we invite you to be in prayer on that day, especially if you'd like to join uh, Worship in the Garden to commission them on their way. Uh, we would invite you to do so. But it's all great and it's all exciting and we're thrilled that the kingdom of heaven will be growing into different parts of Sarasota and grateful for uh, Joe's uh, leadership in, in that effort. So to the end of thinking about uh, this uh, great opportunity we have to live into our mission here of uh, loving God and loving neighbor and our vision to become the most loving place in town and wondering what it might mean to be built on love, which is our theme, our scripture today will be from Matthew chapter 7, beginning at the 24th verse, and then one verse from the Gospel of John. So hear the word of God. Jesus speaks and says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rains fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And then this verse from John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus speaks and says, I have said this to you, so that in me you may have peace, for in the world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. How deep your love is for us, O oh Lord. We thank you that we get to be a part of this great family of faith and we get to be 
the body of Christ that listens to your word and wonders how your word might speak to us, how we might live your word for the sake of your son, Jesus. So open our ears and our minds, our hearts, our eyes to see and to live into what you would have for us. For we ask it in Christ's name, amen. Somewhere along the way, someone told us the story of the three little pigs. A story traced back to the 19th century England, through, though it probably goes back further than that. The story of the three little pigs, where the first little pig builds this house of straw, the second little pig builds this house of sticks, and the third little pig builds this house of bricks. And then comes the big bad wolf. The big bad wolf seems to show up in lots of children's stories, Little Red Riding Hood, The Boy Who Called Wolf, and now the three little pigs. Two don't pay a lot of attention, not only to the big bad wolf, but to construction materials. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf, they sing, until of course the big bad wolf appears, and it's little pig, little pig, let me come in. No, no, not by the hair on my chinny chin chin. Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. And the bad news is he does huff and he does puff and the houses of straw and the houses of stick comes crumbling town and down and the two little pigs run for the cover of the smarter swine friend. One thing you have to say about those old children's stories is they weren't afraid to talk about a dangerous world. They weren't afraid to talk about lions and tigers and bears. They weren't afraid to talk about the wicked witch, the big bad wolf, because of course that really is kind of the way life is, right? Life has its occasional big bad wolf, right? No life is immune from the visit of the forces that want to huff and puff and blow our house down. In fact, we are somewhat suspect, aren't we, of those who might want to suggest that life can be some kind of bed of roses if we just believe hard enough. History, yours and mine, does not bear that out. And maybe that's why we perk up our ears when we hear Jesus say, in this world, uh, you will have trouble. We know this man speaketh truth. When Jesus tells us stories, he tells us stories about the lost sheep and the prodigal son and the soil with thorns and thistles. He talks about men beaten on the side of the road and divorce and greed. He talks about illness and misfortune. Life has its big bad wolves, Jesus says, and we say amen to that. And so it's no surprise when Jesus ends his great Sermon on the Mount, this great Manual for Living, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, he ends his sermon with a story about storms. All, after all this said and done, Jesus says, you know, you're bound to be hit with a storm or two. So best you think about how you build your house. More specifically, best you think about what you build your house upon. Because any good contractor will tell you that maybe the most important piece of the construction has to do with what you end up not seeing. The most important piece of construction is not the paint color, it's not the window trim, it's not the deep pile carpeting. The most important piece of the construction is the ground upon which you build, the, the steadiness of the soil, the foundation dug deep, the footings poured below. What are you, Jesus says, building your life upon? Because there will be storms. There will be the visit of the big bad wolf. In this world, you will have trouble. 
And maybe that's why he boils it all down in order for us to understand, in order for us to figure it out quickly, he boils it all down to where we must build our lives, to where we must build our lives. Location, location, location is what the realtor will tell you are the three most important things about real estate. Location, location, location. So Jesus makes it simple and he says, if you're going to build your life to withstand the storm, you have to build your life on your love for God and your love for your neighbor. Simple as that. That this is the bedrock of the strong and the stable life. Everything else is window trim and deep pile carpeting. That's why we're choosing as our theme this year, built on love. It's a way to remind us of our mission. It's a way to remind us that when Jesus talked about the most important thing about building your life, he talked about loving God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, and then loving your neighbor as much as you love yourself. This he says, is the enduring life. This is the house built on rock. Every teaching of Jesus, every word in the Sermon on the Mount emanates from this foundation of loving God and loving neighbor. It's why it's our vision to, be the come, to, be, to become the most loving place in town. And that's not just some little touchy-feely Disney World slogan. It's a vision that beckons us to take very seriously Christ's command, Christ's interpretation of the law. We are called into a radical love for God, and we are called into a radical love for the world. Every day is the practice of planting our lives, digging our foundations, pouring our footing into the love of God we know in Jesus Christ. For as deep as the cross of Christ goes into the bedrock of Calvary, so deep we are called to embed our lives into the love of God so that when the storms come, when the big bad wolf huffs and puffs, it is the love of God for us and it's the love of God through us that withstands the wind and the rain and the storm. We will be thinking about that when in a couple of months the bulldozers and backhoes arrive to dig the foundation of our new building because we will be thinking that the foundation of the, ch of the church, the bedrock of our ministry is not poured concrete. It is the love of God poured into our lives. We will not become the most loving place in town unless we embed our lives into the love of Jesus Christ. It's why we are in business. It's what today is all about. Today is kickoff Sunday. Today is the start of a new season. Today is the chance to say to yourself, I really wanna get my house on this rock. I really want to live an enduring life We've got this amazing group of staff and lay leaders who are gonna be all over this campus sharing a little bit about what it means to be a part of our ministry and more importantly, what does it mean to build an enduring life through embedding your life into the love of Jesus Christ. And as a preamble, as a little foretaste of that, what I've done is I've asked them via video to share with you about how you can be a part of this building on love this year. And so consider this video an invitation to come out those doors and into the courtyard and all the buildings of our, of our campus to discover what new things you can consider to help you kind of get this house built on the rock of God's love. So let's go to the video. Hi, I'm Lauren Koss, and it is my joy and privilege to serve and support families at Church of the Palms. 
In family ministry, we want to create a sticky faith so that when our kids graduate and leave, they won't leave their faith behind. We do this in four ways. First, by providing intergenerational worship. Second, by instilling a spirit of service and empowering our kids to lead. Third, by equipping parents to live out their faith at home. And four, by having five adults pour into the lives of every kid that we have on this campus. This sticky faith is built on love. I want you to hear about all the areas where you could help faith stick in our families. And who knows, you might actually see God's love grow in your own. I'm Sandy Sinkfield, the director of our preschool, and I love my ministry. You can read to the children or rock the babies Monday through Friday, planting the seeds of God's love into the families of our church and our community. Hi, I'm Judy Armitage. I'm director of tutoring for children in grades 1 through 12, and I absolutely love my ministry. You can transform a child's life by one-on-one -on -one tutoring on Tuesdays and or Thursdays. We're spreading the seeds of God's love through our church and our community. Hi, I'm Carol Holmeister, and I'm the children's director, and I love my ministry. There are so many ways to help love and plant seeds in the lives of the kids in this church. You can help by rocking a kid in the nursery or help out in kids' worship. You can connect in a small group, and you might even get to sleep in a cardboard box. Sticky hands, sticky heart. Hello, my name is Jacob Orr. I am the student pastor here at Church of the Palms. I really do love my job, even when my kids decide to take me to a wall. But we need your help to help develop sticky faith uh, with all of our students here, both middle school and high school, and to please, for the love of all that is holy, get me off of this wall. Hey, I'm Lisa Bachman. I'm the family ministry assistant here at Church of the Palms. I support the family ministry team. I love what I do. I love this team. But if you want to come in and you don't want to get your hands sticky, come join me here in the office. Sticky hands, sticky hearts, build on love. Hello, I'm Mingy Brown, associate pastor for Congregational Care. I have the joy of working with all the deacons, including shepherding deacons, home communion service visitation ministry team, the grief support group, and our prayer shawl knitting group and watercolor um, ministries, as well as dinner fellowship. We walk with people through crisis of life events, while both celebrating life and comforting the loss and anything in between. If you believe that in God's uh, gracious, steadfast love, no one should be left alone or left behind without being connected with their family of faith, please consider joining this great ministry of caring. Thank you. Hello, I'm Alan Rada, the visitation pastor. My role is to visit those who are in uh, rehab centers and uh, assisted living centers and nursing homes in the hospital and uh, those who are confined to their own homes. I pray with these people, I counsel them, especially those who are in grief and who are especially, especially lonely. I consider my role to be very uh, satisfying to me and uh, certainly a blessing to them and very much a piece of uh, them feeling good about our church caring. Hi, I'm Ann McColgan, Congregational Care Assistant 
I keep track of everybody who needs or wants care in Christ's name. Together we offer Christ's care to every member of Church of the Palms. We invite you to consider being a part of this caring ministry. Hi, I'm Carolyn Wilson. I'm the director of equipping ministry here at Church of the Palms. You know, I always have to explain what equipping is because people think of sports equipment or supplies of some kind. Actually, the notion of equipping comes from Ephesians 4, and the scripture verse says, the gifts Jesus gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. So we equip the saints, and that's you. And we do that by organizing events, by teaching classes and small groups, developing godly leaders, and helping new members get connected so that they have a sense of belonging here in our family of Christ at Church of the Palms. Equipping also helps you to build a life of significance by discovering how God has wired you through your shape, your spiritual gifts, your heart, your abilities, your personality and experiences. And then we help you to find your place of serving as the hands and feet of Christ in a way that fills your heart with joy so that you can say, I was made for this. I have the privilege also of serving as the staff liaison for our completely awesome Honduras mission and for our family promise ministry as well as our men's and women's ministries. I'm honored as well to work with the First Impressions leadership team and the wonderful folks that serve as greeters and ushers and welcome center volunteers week in and week out. Sandra Leek will tell you a bit more about them in just a minute. Well, that is my calling and I love what I do because I am passionate about helping you to know the love and salvation of God in Jesus Christ, how you can grow your faith in Him as an authentic disciple and build relationships of love and support with others. Come and talk to me, and let's see where God takes us. Hi, I'm Sandra Leek, and I'm the coordinator for our front office welcome center. I love being able to serve all the people that walk in the front door of Church of the Palms, or that call on the phone and need any help or information. Along with our other First Impressions hospitality teams, we strive to make people feel welcome, and to help them get connected to where they need to go on our campus and to give them the feeling that we are the most loving place in town. Welcome to the music department. We may look very serious on Sunday when you see us, but that's because we take our role of honoring God through music very seriously. We spend a lot of time rehearsing simple things such as even lining up and the singers do it with such a professional attitude. We welcome singers of all abilities. Jonathan and I are very patient with our singers and we encourage mistakes because just like in our Christian faith, that's how we grow and become better musicians. souls are fun, life-giving, and so full of energy.
choir. This is not the sermon. This is rehearsal. <laughs> Don't tell Steve I said And I mean, who wouldn't like to wear these beautiful robes on Sunday? The ladies have found that they pair themselves very well with a Ralph Lauren bag and a pair of Louboutin shoes. In fact, many women would love to wear them on a daily basis, and I have to remind them that they may not take the robes home. Andrea. One of the best perks of the chancel choir is that you get to taste Mr. Jim's coffee on Wednesday nights and on Sunday mornings. That has to be the best part. Okay, all joking aside, the music ministry is awesome and it's a wonderful place to find people of all musical abilities who just love to get together every week to sing, to laugh, and to share with each other in a warm family atmosphere. We take time to pray for each other, and we are so supportive of our brothers and sisters in Christ. If you play an instrument, would like to learn to play the handbells, or learn more about creative signing, or if you love to sing, we have a music group for you. So, come make music with us. Come make music with us. Those crazy choir people. <laughs> and of course, what was not covered in the video are all sorts of things like our mission partnerships to the food pantry, Kathy in the kitchen, Samaritan counseling, the garden worship service. It's all a part, of course, of our effort to build this house on love and to become the most loving place in town. And it made me think about an experience I had years and years ago when I was traveling up in Pennsylvania and my journey took me through this small town that had been just recently torn apart by a tornado. Streets leveled and houses tossed and scores of folks apparently homeless. The morning paper, which I opened up the next day, included a picture of a church, a little church that had been leveled, picked up actually, and thrown three blocks over. Just the concrete pad was left. And standing on the pad was a group of people, church folk, maybe some town folk, standing together and holding on to each other with arms over their shoulders. And they were praying. And one of the folk was asked to comment in this article and said this, we've got nothing now but the clothes on our back, but we're alive and we got each other and we got God. We got each other and we've got God. In this world, Jesus said, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And how does he overcome the world? How do we stay standing when the big bad wolf appears? How do you build a life? 
love God, says the master. Love God with all your heart and mind and soul and strength. And love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. In this stormy world, it is the only way to find your footing. Amen. Right after the benediction, we are going to invite you to join hands all the way across the aisles as we sing We Are One in the Spirit. And then, of course, please, please go right out those doors and see how God might be growing a new love in you. 
And now may the beauty of God be reflected in your eyes. May the love of God be reflected in your hands. May the knowledge of God be reflected in your words. And the wisdom of God flow through your hearts so that everyone might one day see and believe. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost.